Wash your goddamn hands, folks. Welcome to the show. I'm Ryan. Welcome to the fucking show. We've, We've been, been trying, trying to do this for four fucking days and now like three extra hours. Um, yes, yeah, so we're up and running. We've had down internet. We've had poor connections. But <laughs> speaking of poor connections, this guy, the guy, whoops, I'm not pointing the wrong way. The guy next to me actually has seen the marquee network. <laughs> Um, yeah, we can start out with a marquee network. I just want to start out by giving, taking my hat off to the writers of the soap opera that has become the uh, marquee network drama for writing in a global pandemic to actually <laughs> delay the Major League Baseball season to give them more time time to actually negotiate contracts with yeah with youtube tv and comcast it's it's a plot twist i don't think any of us saw coming it's just I did. fucking brilliant i know great <laughs> um no the, the coronavirus the coronavirus is real i'm not dispelling that uh kids get off the fucking beach go to your homes wash your hands uh flatten the curve let's do it be good citizens um, so in the few times you'll hear a man say flatten the curve. Oh, <laughs> nice. Nice. Well played. Um, <laughs> yeah. So do we do have a little bit of marquee network news uh, the actual feed or it was rumored that <laughs> there was a rumor that uh, Hulu TV was going to have marquee network that that was back in February. It, they said they had signed their contract, and but there was no actual network on Hulu Live TV until this past weekend, uh, which is kind of immaterial. But it's since there are no games, but it's nice to see a little bit of progress that it's actually on something that people can access. And in fact, I signed, I like re-signed up for my free trial, seven-day tri- Hulu Live TV marquee network games. Um, the whole network is actually on my TV going right now. Um, I signed up specifically because they're doing a cool thing this week and the next two weeks is what is the it? 20, 2016 Run to the Ring. They're recapping all. There's something I don't ever need to see again, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, this is, you can ignore this for now if you want to go to sleep for a bit since it is a bit late. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> The uh, coolest thing they're doing right now is a, a good service for Cubs fans is uh, basically they're replaying all seven wins of the NLDS and NLCS and then seven the seven games of the World Series. They're replaying them all in their entirety, Ooh. which is obviously the coolest thing they could ever possibly do because it's the coolest thing in Cubs history. Uh, given throwing us a bone for the people that are stuck in their homes, all of us uh, in this country, uh, giving us some entertainment. So, 
Last night, they started out with game one of the NLDS against the San Francisco Giants, which might interest you for a bit. No, <laughs> um, not really. Johnny Cueto versus John Lester, a pitcher's I duel. I know how it ends. Yeah, it was riveting, reliving those tense moments. It was actually a really quick <clears> game. <throat> it was just over two hours because uh, it was 0-0 going into the bottom of the eighth. Mm. Johnny Cueto still on the mound. Uh, but our hero, Javi Baez, got the best of Cueto and crushed a ball that looked like it was going to go on to Waveland immediately, but it was... I mean, the winds were just ridiculous that night. Barely made it into the basket. Uh, pretty much still one of the most famous hits of Javi Baez's career uh, that really... Really kind of set the Cubs off on the right foot. Uh, winning game one, one nothing on their way to a world championship. Tonight, they're playing game two, which we were delayed getting in, getting started tonight on, our, on the show uh, for hmm, two hours. No, one hour, I guess. Uh, about hour an and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Through various Who's counting? Who's counting? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I got to watch the Cubs light up Jeff Samarja for t- four runs over two innings, and uh, they're on their way to a 5-2 victory. Uh, so, oh, yeah, so I didn't mean to spoil it for you guys. I think we're in the sixth inning right now, but just a cool thing that, shit, I mean, we've got plenty of time to kill on different things. We'll, we'll talk about different things we're watching on the streaming services, but, hell, if I can get – Right now, you can get a free seven-day trial of Marquee Network for you Cubs fans out there. They're playing some cool shit every night for the next, well, 12 nights after this. Good shit to see. Never never been happier that I don't have access to the Marquee Network. So (laughs) I haven't decided. Like, the the interface with Hulu TV is so still It's horrendous. I'm shocked. I I had it two years ago when I first cut the cord beginning yeah. of 2018 and it's the same fucking interface i couldn't i couldn't figure it out then maybe it's just because we're old i, I don't know no, no, i had it last year and i hated it so okay well you're you were still old last year but nah, I'm getting younger <laughs> every year. Yeah. uh so I, I haven't decided like youtube tv changed their payment service where i can't pay through the app anymore like the apple app they right. sent me some weird message. I don't even know how to pay for it. And I'm like, are you literally telling me to like stop subscribing to your service? I'm like, okay. I don't really watch TV anymore now that there are no sports anywhere on television. Like, why I kind of don't need live TV anymore. Well, so, well, there there is there is the 2010 Hawks uh Stanley Cup going on right now on Comcast. If you guys want to watch some real TV, not this Cubs bullshit so i don't even know what hawks are you were with no, me I, in 2010 when they no clinched. idea what you're talking about i was about. the only one in the bar that knew they won at, a, at, at, at u.s cellular field at the time where i was in guaranteed rate yet there, uh, you stood next to me no it was definitely u.s cellular and yeah. you guys beat the tigers like 15 to 3 that night yeah so we went down to the bar to watch the playoff game i think we've told more entertaining 
No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just reminding people. Just just like I've heard the story of the Cubs winning the game over Sanford, <laughs> five to two. By the way, I mean, have, did you realize that the Cubs <laughs> won the World Series in 2016? Yeah. Can I, yeah. Can I tell you a little oh, story? Yeah? Well, the Sox <laughs> did it first in 2005. So suck it. No, that would have been your this third a, time, actually. This but... is a Paul Canerco signed helmet right here. Yeah. If you guys I'm can't tell. The- we're starting out late tonight. I, I don't know. I don't know about Pete. Smitty's I'm, drunk. I'm on my fourth beer already, so we might be rambling a bit, but yeah, it'll be. I mean, fun. we got to do what we got to do to entertain the people, entertain the 20 yeah. people that watch this. So, yeah, you're, yeah, we're getting up there, guys. We're up to 20. <laughs> we are. So. Might yeah. be 22. Uh, 22, I think it is. Yeah, 22. We love you guys. Thank YouTube. you. We love you guys. We're not. I hope. We're, I, I hope you don't appreciate every we, one of you. By the way, we're both. Uh, we're we're both healthy, by the way. That we should talk about that for a second. Um, I'm fine. I, as far as I know, Ryan's fine. So we weren't on this week because we were recovering from anything. Since we're like four days late on this, or three days late on this. So yeah, life, life anyway. is getting interesting for everyone. So the schedule is going to be all fucked up for a while. So yeah, so we'll, we'll, keep, we'll try to keep bringing you people entertainment. Yeah. So. Um, the other what news we, I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the baseball <laughs> schedule. Yeah, I mean, what when are we the gonna fuck get? is baseball actually going to be played? That that is that is the biggest question that we all have. Um, since we are running a a baseball podcast, um, yeah, let's play some fucking games sometime. Like, well, we heard Rob Manfred tell us April eighth or 9th was his first idea, which. Sounded fucking ridiculous the first time he said it. To, super in my optimistic, mind. yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know where he came up with it. I, I feel like Manfred has been a little bit clueless in this whole situation. Like, they, I feel like they've been behind. Like, the NBA, obviously, as soon as they had a player test positive, that they just canceled, they postponed the season that, like, within four minutes, I think, yeah, of that news that, coming and, out. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, you got a guy who makes a joke about it, is infected, touches every mic in the goddamn press mm. room, so that was... Yeah, he, he's apologized profusely for that, and he's actually put a lot yeah. of money... money no, out, I know, so. I know, I know, I know. I, I mean, I, I admit, I do I'm not, think it was funny at the time. <laughs> I'm not going to make him the asshole of the week, but... Um, but the NHL stepped up like right behind the NBA and said they were, you know, stopping the season. Well, I, yeah. but I understand that more because that was a live season, and well, I think you I, had I, live preseason games going on, spring training yeah, games going on in baseball. Arizona, no one's sick there. There's no yeah. old people in Arizona to worry about. Oh wait, yeah. never mind. Well, we do have to worry about everybody now. We're learning, so I don't know. I just feel like baseball's kind of dropped dropped the ball in a lot of ways on this. Now, the latest I've heard that I've heard June first. Well, the official thing that not official, but literally from Rodford's Rob Manford's mouth was May tenth is a tentative date. That still seems optimistic because of what you just like. Literally, I think June first is the earliest possible because if you think about it. We have to go through, you know, it has to be safe outside before anybody can do anything. Then you have to restart spring training, which is another three weeks. When I didn't hear what he said, did he say baseball is back May 10th or opening day is May 10th? Because that's two different things. Because I could, because June 1st would be opening day if baseball came back May 10th. I misread that, but yeah, you you could be right, which would be, I think that's, that's far more realistic than 
April 8th, April 9th ever yeah. was. So we're yeah. getting into the My- realm of reality, possibly by June yeah. 1st. I have heard other things, you know, writers talking about there's really, I mean, nobody fucking knows, but they're looking at really July being far more realistic. I, I think I think June 1st is hopeful, uh, but July would be a little more realistic. Obviously, everything could change at a moment's notice, but yeah. I mean, they. I, I do. I do agree with you in part about how they've handled things. I mean, I thought it was ridiculous when they came out and said, "Oh no, we're still going to play 162 games." I'm like, every <laughs> like we're going to have a month of double headers. I mean, like the and the and the ba- the baseball players' associations is going to sign off on. That? Yeah, that's no that's the other complication. Like, like come on. Yeah, get, getting the players to sign off on whatever plan they come up with. I I did hear when they thought it was going to be a month delayed, it did s- seem a little bit plausible that they could do the the idea where they would get 162 games in by playing double headers every Sunday. And you could you could actually do it over. Oh, okay. If yeah. you lost if you lost thirty games in the first month, you could make those up in the next five months by playing double headers on Sundays and the, and getting rid of the All Star break. Um, now that there's no way one sixty two is going to happen now, so no. there's no way to know. I mean, I've heard one forty four, I've heard one twenty, I've heard a hundred. I mean, heard, you're not going to be able to have a, yeah, you're not going to have a realistic number until you get a realistic exactly. opening day. Exactly. So there's kind of no reason to to talk about it, even though we are. It's fun but, to but, to yeah, fun to dream. I mean, Stone, um, Stone Stone was was Stone posted uh, June first on his Twitter account, and man, Stone I, I, the Stone Pony, yeah, the Stone Pony, and boy, did these like people like freak out that it wasn't going to be until like that. Like, he was saying June first, and yeah, he was knew. out of his mind, and and. His his responses were were fucking great. I mean, because he's he just doesn't care. So he was just like, uh, yeah, that's that's what I said, and that's what it's going to be at the earliest. So he was hit, he was on hit and run on Sunday on um, the score, and he was he yeah. was talking about that. He was he was uh, I love Stoney. He's he's there's no bullshit with Steve Stone. No, no, there's no bullshit, and he he was just like. Uh, it was it was great. I wish I had written down some of the responses. He's like, I don't understand what you're getting angry at. It's out of it's out of everyone's control. Well, people are they just have gonna... to go through protocol and do what's right for the safety of everyone, including you, sir. People are in fucking denial. Is what is what it's all about. I mean, it's you just got to embrace reality. It's it's going to take some fucking time to to get think to get through this and then start back up. So buckle up, people. Yeah, and and the thing people have to be cognizant of is pitchers cannot just show up and pitch. Yeah, exactly. Hitters can show up and hit. It may not be very good, but they could show up and hit. Actually, Stone bro- Stoney brought this up on Hit and Run, talk in literally the the only like fairly close scenario that anyone can can compare this to would be the 95 after the strike after the lockout after the strike yeah. lockout um the they had replacement players in spring training that year in 95 and they finally came to an agreement in was it late march i, I don't i don't remember exactly when it was but they they ended up having to do a shortened spring training uh 
ended up being like a 10 day spring training, which I'm shocked they were able to do that and Holy not crap. have every pitcher get hurt. So that's something they could do. I, I don't know that they would do that this time. I forget how many games they actually, they didn't play 162. I think it was like, no, no. it was like 140. What? They ended up playing a 95. Yeah. Um, so that, that's like the only close scenario. And, and now that's obviously been pushed back. So, I mean, I, oddly, oddly enough, like getting on, uh, well, finish your thought. Cause I've, no, I've that's it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, no, there's, there's like, I've been thinking about this and how this works out for our teams. Right. And the, the giants and tigers, whatever they're, they're going to be what they are. Um, but I feel like this shortened season plays to both Chicago's teams advantages. Ah, that's interesting. One is the white Sox we're going to be plagued with towards the end of the year, kind of like the Cubs were when they were first getting these young talented players up who were really good. But these guys were getting kind of tired towards the end of the season. And there's like this little bit of drop off. The Cubs. Now the Cubs have a different situation. They have old veteran pitchers that now are going to work on a shortened season that may not be as tired as they would normally have been in September and maybe be able to close out the deal that they couldn't close out in a full season. So I don't want a shortened season, obviously, and I, no one wants a, a pandemic to go down. Jeez. But looking, looking, looking at a shitty situation and looking at the bright side of it, I think this could be really interesting for Chicago baseball. Yeah, that, that's interesting. To, uh, with the, the young players, what, one thing they – I think it was Matt Spiegel on Hit and Run on Sunday brought up uh yeah he's great he's he's awesome um the the idea that a lot of is it is it i here's a here's an overarching question is it racist to think that latin players can't play in cold weather i, I you hear this every season every i'll be every I'll fucking be honest, april like, like, it's like brought this, up this, yeah, and the Sox have a lot, lot of Latin yes, players, and they tend to like, get off to a slow start every year. I, and then, I hate. I mean, I hate generalities. I, mean, I know it's, it's, it's almost it's it's stupid. It's, not it's, every Latin player it, gets off to a slow start, but everyone brings this up. But yeah, I mean, we're literally eliminating all the cold weather if you know if we start in it start in June or July. So that yeah, I mean, in yeah, theory, got, in theory, the Sox should just. Uh, you know, just come out hitting homers yeah. all around. But that also applies to every other team. So, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I'm talking about the White Sox right now. I don't care. You are talking about the White Sox. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's that's about all I have yeah. on that subject. Unless you have anything else? No, not no. I was just I just had that those thoughts that popped in my head as I'm like, because I was thinking like of uh, <laughs> there's no reason to do the pre prediction show anytime soon because we don't even know what the <laughs> yeah. season's going to be like but yeah i was thinking about i had been thinking about the prediction show and my my fear with the socks is always going to be like what is what is september going to look like when those young guys reach september yeah now, have to worry about it, that now it's something that's not even in my thought process so yeah. but again they're not going to be alone there's going to be other teams that this is an advantage for too so whatever i, I uh, for the record, I cannot wait till we can actually do the prediction show because that'll mean yes. we know when baseball starting. So exactly. Uh, you had an awesome idea this week to talk about something I had not considered. Uh, perfect yeah. for this 
perfect for this show. Most 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 shows talk about the best things in in team history, and we're going to talk about the worst trades in each of our <laughs> each of the teams that we talk about in their histories, which I think is really fun. Let's let's go as negative as it could possibly be, because that's what yeah, we and, do here at Major League Assholes. And we're putting a little spin on it. I'm going to do the Cubs and the Tigers, yes. and Smitty's going to do the Sox and the Giants. So, yes. like, you know, because because I don't, I think it just gives a, it lends itself a different view because you know I might be able to soften, I might want to soften something that the Sox did that was really horrendous, which I kind of think I know which pick is Smitty's, and it's going to be quite recent. So, <laughs> and I, and I, I it, then I agree with him. But why'd you go ahead, Smitty? Why'd you lead off based on that? Oh, I can. I mean, if you already know what it is, I think it's pretty well, obvious. Just, just go ahead. <laughs> Mr. Big Game James Shields oh, from, the, from the San Diego Padres was traded for who a player who might be a perennial MVP candidate going forward, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., who he was a big part of my championship winning fantasy team last year yeah. until he got hurt. Then I was able yeah. to fill in with many other incredible players, but uh he yeah. uh the not not only the the hurt of watching that guy i mean i think he's like 19 right now and he's already contributing yeah. his ops his ops was through the roof last year yeah uh i don't know what san diego god they have so many incredible prospects that you feel like they they should be contenders for the next several years but we'll see but he's definitely going to be an anchor of that if they do um the the bigger part of that that makes this the worst trade in Sox recent history is it literally was the breaking point for the old Kenny and Rickon regime's strategy of filling in with veteran players to con- try to contend every year. Yep. Uh, which obviously failed. It w- led to the classic quote mired in mediocrity. Uh, it, yes. it literally changed the entire direction of the franchise. That's how bad that trade was. It was uh, a trade that seemed that because the Sox, like any organization would, if there's a disagreement, you're, no one's going to come out publicly unless they're deciding to leave and say that they disagree with the move. But it was definitely a move when you you heard Rick Hahn talk about it compared to how he's talked about other moves. It was not one I felt that he was in agreement with <laughs> at the time. And yeah, I have so... to say, I have thought about if you remove that and everything stayed as is today, holy shit. Not that, yeah. not that holy shit is the Sox are in, in looking pretty good, but holy shit. If if he's still on the team too, like extra holy shit, if he's still on the team, like wow. holy shit, like yeah, it's it's well, it's, but your whole philosophy wouldn't have shifted. You'd still be going after veteran well, players no, that's, like you did no, for I'm say, forty no, years. No, that would have been, but that would have been where the shift had to happen. Right, that would have been where they put the stake in the ground and said, you know what? Why are we gonna? We, we're one year too late. Yeah, 
one year too late is right. So yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. Um, we didn't really, wow. you want me to go with one now and then we go back or do you want to do the job? Yeah, go to the Cubs. I want to hear your right. Cubs trade. So there, there's a, there's a, as in any Chicago team, I mean, Smitty touched upon one White Sox trade uh, based on everything after 2005, there's a, 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 we could be on for the next three hours. I mean, talking about Kenny's stupid ass moves of washed up players, but I mean, tell me it was the last good move they did um, up until recent. So um, there, there's a, there's a host, there's a host of trades here. And what I was trying to pick out for the Cubs was like something that uh, directly affected a window of contention for them or, a trade that that affected possibly infected an outcome during when they were like in the playoffs for every couple years and then go away for like five years and come back because there's interesting trades. So it, 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 it becomes a little difficult because everyone has different worst trades for these teams and they all have their rights. Oh my I God, what trade just- are you talking about? Get to it. Well, no, no. Well, here I'm going to talk about some trades that are that that people consider the worst uh, that that aren't though. Like I don't think Garland for Karshner is the worst trade in Cubs history, but people like to say that because the Sox yeah. went on to win the World Series because of it. But that's not the case. But I think for the Cubs, the worst trade. Now, granted, they did have Josh Donaldson and DJ LeMahieu in their system, but those aren't the worst trades. Oh boy, those are not the worst trades. To me, the worst trade was because of the rumor that Palmero had slept with Cindy Sandberg. They cool. shipped Palmero and Moyer out of town. Moyer, who had gone to have a pretty decent twenty-year career, uh, didn't he play? I thought he played for like sixty years. Like, he, yeah, he well, the- he ended up back on the Cubs, but didn't make the <laughs> roster because he was so old. But, he was 75 years old at that point. And that was, so that was 88. And then they were in the playoffs in 89 and came up short. So uh, if you had Palmero, if you had Moyer and you had moved Palmero to left, which is where they were playing them, um, um, I kind of feel like 89 may have gone differently for them. Yeah, so to was, me, he was just starting me, doing steroids at that point. So yeah, right. Exactly. They they did get they did get Mitch Williams who did play a role in their success in '89, but that was like the only person they really got back for that trade. They would have had if they had signed if they had signed Palmero and Moyer, they would have had like a those two alone would have been like a, a decent enough nucleus to keep sort of like building around along with Mark Grace. You had Mark Grace. You had what position Sandberg was Palmero? I was to say what was he was, Palmero see, playing he was, then? That's the problem. He was first, but they were that trying was my question. Left. Yeah, we're trying them out in left field. Sounds like a normal situation. You have a catcher, you move them to left, whatever. You put okay. someone out in left because of, you know, left is 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 kind of safe for someone who has some struggles. So um, probably, you know, he was probably decent enough to have stayed out there. So yeah. I don't know. To me, to me, that that overshadows the Lee Smith trade too. That that's one that's on the list. But um, yeah, so for me. Looking at everything and the fact that they were they were competitive uh, at the time they were trading those guys away seemed like a big mistake. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm gonna. I've got a Giants terrible trade for you if you're ready. Yeah. I, this actually ties into both the White Sox and the Tigers as well. 
Oh, uh, I know the one you're talking about. 2004. Yeah. The the Giants traded away, or they traded for AJ Przinsky to, but they traded away uh, Joe Nathan and Francisco Lariano. Uh, yeah, they sure did. Przinsky obviously was a great player. He ended up being part of the 2005 World Series champions, but not on the Giants. He ended up being. It was a. He was a cancer well, of the Giants. Walk year. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was. But was he? He was also a free agent that year. So they were, like, they were literally trading for one year of his. Yeah. So, I think he had a decent year with the Giants, like, but not nothing great but yeah like you said he was a he was a cancer on the team uh he's had that reputation in many places except for the south side everyone apparently loved him on the south side he's like a rodman type of character he just fits in those cancers just fit in on the south side somehow but a bunch of assholes we 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 cure them and uh they uh (laughs) they they exceed but i mean joe nathan i mean tigers fans obviously have a bad taste in their mouth with the end of joe nathan's career which did not end well with the Tigers at all, but the the beneficiaries of that whole deal is definitely the Twins. Uh, the, Joe Nathan was one of the most dominant closers of you know two parts of two decades with the with the Twins. Uh, Lariano, it's weird. Like I always thought of it, he he. He's definitely a solid, solid starter. He was, he actually pitched for the White Sox for one year too. And yeah, had pretty decent, decent numbers. But, um, with the Twins, it's weird when you look at his, his stats. He's like, he'd have a five ERA for the year, for one year, and then he'd have like a, a two plus ERA for a year. Yeah. I mean, he kept like jumping back and forth. Yeah. If he was inconsistent, he couldn't like, he didn't have the mindset to, to consistently throw as good as he could throw. Right, but I think I think the Giants would definitely take back that trade if they could. Yeah, I agree. That that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty shit trade. Um, moving you any speaking tigers. Of the, speaking of the Tigers, yeah. So, so I'm not going with the Smoltz trade as the worst trade no, uh, in what? Tigers history. Yeah. Wow. And here's why. I I need to qualify this. Uh, uh, now I'm intrigued. Not only, not only is it not only listed on just as, as worst Tigers trades, it's listed as worst trades in MLB history. Like it's in the top five. He did everywhere. still get to the division championship with uh, Doyle Alexander. So it wasn't Doyle Alexander, and that's and this is my this is my point about this. This, this yeah. is my point about this. Now you might you might say, okay, the the Tigers gave up on Smoltz too early, but when they traded him, he was in Double A with almost a five ERA. Uh, he wasn't lighting anything up. He, I'm not saying he looked like a bust at that point because he needed time to develop. But when they got Alexander, the dude came out pitched nine and zero with a one five three ERA. Yeah, like it, they got they got exactly what they wanted. Yes, they, he just know, he shit the bed win, in the playoffs. Like a yeah, U they didn't Darvish win the World situation. Series that year. Yeah, they didn't win the World Series, but they that was the last time they won a division until 2011. Right. You know, so, 87 to 2011. So so that to me to I, me I can see that. It's not because because that's what I was trying to associate these trades with. Like, how did it affect? Like, did did the team ultimately get what they wanted out of the trade? Because because so, someone might say like, uh, which is it's totally asinine because it comes won the World Series. But oh well, 
you know, they traded away Gliber Torres to the Yankees, and then yeah, and then you can have Gliber Torres. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. And, jo- and, and, and Chapman went right back to the Yankees. Okay, well, but you have a World Series championship, yeah. so shut the fuck up, right? So, and and like you said, the 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 Tigers didn't get to the ultimate goal that year, but that hurts. That hurts more it, for sure. Yeah, but. Then another. So where are you going? Up, where are you going with this? Wait, wait, no, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got one quick other thing. The other one involves the socks again, because Billy Pierce of the socks is like a big one that everyone complains about. Because not only did they send Billy Pierce, they sent 10k to the White Sox, and then they called <laughs> up and asked if they could undo the trade because they thought it was a bad idea. The GM of wow. uh, that's why I had to bring it up. The GM of the Tigers at the time called up. GM Billy Evans called up the White Sox and said, Hey, you know what? What year is this? What are we talking about? Wait. Uh, this you, is uh, 49, 49, 1949. Oh my God. Pierce was there from 49 to 61. I was say, ten, one, they had to pay $10,000. Like, <laughs> that was, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of fucking money back then. But anyway, here's that the is. worst trade. Here's the worst trade. Okay. To me, the, Tigers the worst trade. trade away Cadero. Tagliano and 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 Gabe Kapler for a bunch of players that worked out to be nothing. What wait, what year are you talking about? Uh this was you know, I didn't of course I didn't write the year down on this one. But Cordero <laughs> goes on for to do 329 saves away from the Tigers. Caliano goes on for 200 uh, did 293 109 OPS plus and Kapler plays for 10 plus years and the Tigers were in the shitter for a good 10 years after that now the manager of the the San Francisco Giants yeah right exactly so to me again that was a trade where (sighs) oh that was a trade for Juan Gonzalez because they were about to open uh Comerica Park and Gonzalez went and hit 22 home runs. And they were shit I, until... I'm not sure if I've ever brought this up before, but I will never mention that guy's name. Juan Gonzalez? Ever. Juan gone? That guy. You can mention him all you want. I will not speak his name ever. So he's in the Marco Scudero category? Yeah, are we we locked up? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not locked up. I had a glitch oh, yeah. You had a glitch? Scudero. It was a, well, it was a well-timed glitch, because I will Scudero. not say his name, but... No, I, you can no, don't say that either. But I'll say Scudero, but I will not mention the man's name that you just brought up because he fucked the Tigers for about ten more years. Yeah, yeah, it was, it that was guy. a bad trade. Well, five. So he years. was he he and Greg Zahn were the big names in that trade, and neither produced. And wow, kind of nineties baseball. There's a there's a lot of eighties yeah. and nineties baseball. This is fun. We might have to get deeper into this shit as time goes so, on without without live baseball. So without live baseball, Smitty, what have you been watching? Yeah, good question. Uh, I thought I figured since nobody has shit to do, we're all like stuck on our couches these days and for the next coming weeks. Like, let's talk about what, what the hell we're doing. If you have recommendations about what to watch, uh, so many awesome. Like, if there's going to be, a, I mean, this is pretty sick to say, but if there's going to be a global pandemic, this is actually not the worst time to have a global pandemic where you're actually like locked into your house because we have so many fucking entertainment options on your couch. Uh, as long true. as the, as long as the internet, well, the stays internet out, working, as long, yeah. yeah, which was an issue tonight for you already, but 
good luck with that going forward. Uh, just let me talk. Like I literally, I'm such a dork. Like I, I don't watch a whole lot of regular TV. Like I literally in the in the off season when it's not baseball, I'm I'm like looking for shows to stream all the time. So this kind of feels like just like an extended winter to me. Like earlier this winter, I watched uh, Mad Men, uh, the AMC drama, which is one of the coolest series of all time. If you ask me, that's actually the second it, it, time it's... I've, it's the second time I've gone through the whole thing on Netflix. It's fucking incredible. You know, mainly cause well shit, you and I came up in advertising or our, our yep. previous careers. Um, we were literally mad men on at 200 West Jackson. Downtown we, did do a lot of, we did do a lot of drinking too. So that part <laughs> of the show is a hundred of drinking. accurate. Less smoking, than yeah, a lot less smoking, <laughs> less old fashions, more beer. But uh, except, except the time I got that bad weed from Flowers, and was tripping <laughs> balls on my going away party. But that's a that's not for the air. Never mind. I highly recommend Mad Men. Whether you're in, you have any experience with aver- working in the advertising industry or not, uh, it's an incredible series. Uh, it's it's super entertaining, fantastic. Of course, there's Breaking Bad. Uh, Better Call Saul is still going right now. Which yeah, it's, it's pretty actually, good. It's it's fantastic. Breaking Bad is probably my favorite show of all time. Better Call Saul, uh, it's it's right on par with Breaking Bad. You can watch the first, I think it's four seasons on Netflix, and now they're they're actually playing the fifth season on Monday nights on AMC. Uh, which is frustrating because I'm so used to just watching episode upon episode, binging everything I want. Now I actually have to yeah. work, work in the, the old school paradigm. We have to wait a week to watch a new show, but I'd, I'd highly recommend that. Um, I just finished The Office. Well, I didn't finish The Office uh, over the last couple of weeks. I got to the point where Michael left and it was kind of dragging at that point anyway. And then they bring in Will Ferrell, which is, a really interesting crutch <laughs> to bring in to replace Michael, but it just kind of lost it for me. And then they bring in Robert California, uh, whatever the fucking actor's name is. I just kind of gave up on it then, but I switched over to Parks and Rec. Which Fantastic is, it's, show. It's essentially, it's essentially the office, but in Indiana, and yeah, in a Parks and Rec. So great. But so it introduces great. the world to the second greatest fictional character of all time behind Kramer from Seinfeld, Ron Swanson. Yes. Uh, so I'm in, I'm thinking I just started season two of that. So that, that's what I'm going to be doing for the next, next week or so. What do you, what have you had on the agenda? Oh, uh, geez. I have, I've been streaming my life away over here. Um, well, one, this season of Curb is one oh. of the greatest seasons. I, it's just outstanding. I heard I'm good things. Gonna, it's it's outstanding. Last week's episode, I mean, again, like I think five of the eight episodes so far, I've had tears rolling down my face. I mean, just ridiculously funny. So, if you don't actually, if you don't subscribe to HBO, now would be probably a good time to subscribe to it. There, the if you if you haven't subscribed, there's lots of back television to watch. Watch there, but um, Curbs at an all time high. They also have this space comedy from the writers of Veep that I was watching that just finished up nine episodes, Avenue five. But one of the more compelling shows I watched uh, recently 
was an Amazon Prime uh, series called Hunters uh, with El Pacino. Oh. And it was about, uh, it takes place in the 70s in the United States. And apparently the government has hidden a bunch of Nazis in the United States. And there's a group of Jewish folks who hunt them and uh, kill them, murder them for the crimes they committed in World War II. Sounds like Inglorious uh, Bastards. Yeah, it is a lot like Inglorious Bastards. It's, it's, dialed up, it's dialed up just as much as a Tarantino uh, nice. type of flick and has that dark comedy to it. So Honestly, uh, I, I don't watch much on Amazon Prime. I just saw that I got charged 120 bucks for my yearly subscription. There you go, Smitty. Check out like, Hunters. I need, I, need to get, I need to get good use of this $120 that I didn't realize I was paying. Uh, no, no, I, I do. Hunters? What's it called? Yeah, Hunter. The, yeah, Hunters. It's Hunters. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't watch much. What else is on Amazon? Like, there's, I know there's Jack the, the, Ryan. The, yeah, the Jack Ryan stuff. That's supposed too. to be good. Yeah, that's that's two Check seasons that worth. I've watched that. That's good. Um, there's there's this like superhero one. Uh, I always forget the name of it. That one's good too. But the, the one thing I did watch the other night, which uh, two things I watched the other night, because, you know, sometimes I like to tackle a crisis head on. So I decided to watch a film oh, I hadn't God. watched in, in over no, five why years. why would you do this? And I, I watched Contagion, Steven why? Soderbergh, one of my all-time favorite directors. No. And I have, to, I have to tell everyone, they might as well just call it a documentary at this point. It's unfucking real how everything that is going on is going on in the same exact order, the same exact way as it happened in that film. Unbelievable. It was still equally entertaining. I could do without the ending. I could do without the morality of it that the whole fucking thing started because a woman cheated on her husband. But that's yeah, beside that, the fucking fact. Yeah, that's not like, what we're going to find out with this one. In the, in the no, real they, world, can't even, but... they can't even find, uh, was it, yeah, Patient yeah. Zero. But anyway. Series, but... Um, yeah, we're I'm not going to go to that. On a happier then, note, oh, you have another. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. No, I've got to keep the downer note one more. And then, oh, if if, if you missed it in January, Netflix put out a six-part docu series called Pandemic. Yeah, which yeah, I missed that somehow. Expressly, expressly talks about how the scientists are warning against something like this actually happening back in 2018, and you know, we just want to spend money to fund that research and and get a vaccine created for that. So. Good times out there. If you wanna, if you wanna keep <laughs> get the good times rolling, you know, just they're out there for you. Yeah, just turn on the fucking news. You don't need to go watch, uh, watch a fucking show about it. But uh, the the news is probably probably uh, there's there's probably more facts in the movie than there is in the news right now. Yeah. For God's sake. On a happier, happier, actually, and a free note where you don't oh, have okay. to pay for go any ahead. subscription. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, PBS has oh baseball has released Ken Burns baseball for free at pbs.org. Um, you can watch all 10, 10 innings. Uh, I mean, they're, they're also available so on. I, I have them on Netflix. I think I I think I download them at some point off Apple, whatever Apple download Apple Video or whatever it's called. But I think you can get it anywhere if you want to pay for it. But it's now free. Ken Burns demanded that PBS release it for free last yeah. week or this week, uh, which I think is really cool. I, obviously, we are baseball dorks. I'm a document, or I think we're both documentary dorks. 
yeah. you combine those. The baseball documentary is probably the best documentary you could possibly watch. It's so so comprehensive. It's great. It it just it's I love I love all of Ken Burns shit actually like Civil War Vietnam uh, that was released like two years ago that that's incredible it's actually got uh, Trent Reznor does the soundtrack of Vietnam yeah. uh, I might go back and watch that again but baseball for free on PBS that's right baseball that's for so free. cool that's very cool you got anything else. So there's this other end of the world. No, I'm just kidding. Jesus. Um, no, no. I mean, uh, you know, there's a, apparently, apparently, desperate for programming. Most of the sports networks are going to start playing like classic, you know, classic games and stuff. I, I'm, I'm, I guess they're going with basketball. Comcast is going with basketball and hockey right now because those playoffs would be going on. Mm. Um. So I hate those sports. Yeah, I mean they're going they're going classic Bulls and then this Hawks run, so it's not the worst. But our buddy, our buddy Vit sent me a link this week uh, showing that somehow on YouTube you could actually watch like any baseball game in history. You can just type in the, yeah, the three, le- three letter code. There, yeah. yeah, like you can. Which I mean, I am watching the the Cubs run to the ring. That's about. Um, it's, it's kind of weird watching games where you already know what the outcome is. Like I'll make an exception yeah. for, for a Cubs world series. One thing I forget. I'm almost through my fourth beer now. So maybe I already mentioned this with the run to the ring. Did I mention that I was kind of disappointed in, in one thing with that? No, they, they do have like an intro and from Len Casper, just talking about, Oh, here's game game one of the NLDS. And we've got this matchup and, he comes in every couple innings and says, you know, what's, you know, I'm about to preview what's going to happen. Just, it was not very in depth, like not, didn't add much to the original broadcast. Like I, I thought would, what I thought would be interesting is if they actually interviewed some of the players that were in those key moments of those games, like interview a John Lester who dot, you know, pitched a gem in that game one, what his thought process was, or interview Javi Baez and talk to him about that at bat, what he was looking for when he finally got to Cueto and hit that home run. Talk to David Ross, who threw out two two base runners, one trying to steal second and one he picked off at first, which, which was incredible. Like the whole defensive philosophy where they were bringing in Rizzo, who had to wear a where a second baseman's glove and they would move, move the whole infield around to cover for John Lester's inability to throw to first. Um, like it just, I thought that'd be way more interesting. You know, you've got a fucking marquee network now it's your network. You can do whatever you want. Like let's, let's get some greater insight into these, the most important games in the last hundred years for the Cubs. But I, and they might get to that eventually, and maybe they haven't had enough time to get to that, or maybe that maybe they have time now that everyone has idle time in their hands. Maybe they can interview some of these guys as we get to the World Series, and, and maybe they're holding that back for the seven World Series games to talk about the key moments in that. I just, I just think we have the technology now, and the Cubs own it, and they have the platform for it. Like, let's get some deeper, deeper insight into 
what what everyone is really thinking about in those moments. I think it'd be fucking cool as hell. But yeah, I'll get I'll get off my. No, I agree. They could even do like a freaking mystery science theater three thousand thing with <laughs> the players. Have have Brizzo sitting in front making fun of everybody. <laughs> yeah, I love fucking that. like. Oh man, remember you were sl- you had your dick waving in the locker room after this win. <laughs> oh yeah, I was all balls out. Chris. Tell us your thought process why you were doing that. <laughs> yeah, remember we had the dick bump going too after Rossi had us doing the dick bump. The strap it on. Yeah, I think I'd of strap hear, it on. And, I'd uh, rather hear about the strategy. <laughs> speaking that, of but. speaking of strap it on and uh, playoffs or bus bitches, uh, we're going to be That's sporting right. some uh, MLA t-shirts here in the very near future. And nice. uh, we hope that you guys are going to enjoy them as much as we do. And we're going to make some them sneak av- previews. They look pretty fucking cool. We're going to make them. Uh, we're going to make them available for you. So uh, we'll, we'll have we still have to out. figure that out. But. <laughs> Yeah, we have, we'll make them we've, available to you. We've got plenty of time to figure it out. Yeah. So, <laughs> but on that note, I think that's uh, that's about it. Other than I, I mean, there's only one asshole of the week. Yeah, the, the obvious asshole, asshole of 2020. Yeah. Somehow, somehow the Astros may be spared, and <laughs> and yeah, I think uh, COVID nineteen. Yeah, I think COVID nineteen takes the asshole asshole of the century. Uh, that, that's a, I don't know. Pretty, it's a pretty easy one right there. If we were going to come up with an asshole, asshole of the week, it's pretty convenient actually for the, for the Houston Astros that no one, no one's even talking about them. anymore. <laughs> they couldn't have planned this any better. Motherfuckers. I know. So yeah, there's not much to say about that. Get through it. Wash your hands. Stay off the beaches. Fucking kids. Uh, stay at home. Flatten the curve. Get it drink gone. if you we'll get drink it drink drink at home in groups of smaller than ten. Mm, yeah, it might be less than that now, but we'll see. Smaller than five, whatever. Yeah. Anyhow. Oh, on uh, that note, we're gonna try and keep these going for you as long as our internet and power holds out. Uh, you can catch <laughs> us at majorlygayholes.com. Obviously, we are on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, the podcast, oh, we're on Instagram as well. The podcast is available everywhere you can find podcasts. We got a YouTube channel, which is doing as good as anything we have. It's kind of fun. It's a thing I've never dealt with before. And I really like posting videos for everybody. So we kind of split this up and get into more digestible parts for for the kids that have the less less attention span than most. Actually, that's that's everybody these days. So yeah, check us out. We're everywhere. All right. That's it. Everyone be safe. Peace. All right. Be, be safe out there. Peace.